you're perfect just how you are. You have all the tools, you have all the techniques and all the strategies. Whatever it is or it isn't, you're great just the way that you are. Welcome to The Compassionate Creative, the podcast that shares the stories of creative leaders who work to pave a path forward in their industries and do so with compassion, authenticity, and integrity. I'm your host, Charlene Dinger, a fellow creative who is inspired by artists and innovators that push their work forward from a place of compassion. I hope you join me on this journey. Stay curious, listen with an open heart and mind, and hopefully we will all find some inspiration along the way. Hello and welcome back. This is the Compassionate Creative Podcast, episode 15. So nice to have you here once again. Thank you so much for being here. I'm very excited to share this episode with you today. My guest is Rosalind Kahn. She is an author, a professor, a speaker, and she had so many wonderful things to share in this episode. We talked about the inspiration behind her latest book, A Message for Tomorrow's Leaders, which is what I decided to name this episode. We also talked about the most impactful interview that she did for her new book and how it reminded her of how far she has come in her life and in her career. And we also chatted about the importance of connecting and reaching out to others without any sort of expectations of anything in return. Just a few of the gems from this episode with Rosalind. I hope you enjoy it. Stay tuned till the very end. And here we go with Rosalind Kahn. Rosalind Kahn is my guest today and... I'm really excited to have you here today, Rosalind. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you. It's an honor and privilege to be on your podcast all the way from, um, where are you in England? I'm in Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. Canada. Wow. Yes, but I used to live in England. Oh, there you go. Well, yes. I've got a show coming up tomorrow in, in England. So today we're in Canada. So, hey, it's like making my rounds. I'm very excited to have you here. And I want to start with my first question, which I pose to all of my guests, and that is, how have you shown yourself compassion today? Well, I think I've, I've shown myself compassion today that when things got really rough and I, me and technology are sarcastically best of friends, but worst of friends is it, mm. you know, the phone's out, the computer's out. I can't get something printed that I really wanted to get printed. And it was going to take 40 minutes on the phone to get them to call me back. I went out and I took a walk. And I find that when life gets really tough, sometimes you just got to step out and, and get away. And it's when you see the beauty of the blue sky and the flowers and things like that and the quietness. Um, nature gives me a message and it says, it's okay. You're going to be all right. It's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think like changing the energy, you know, is, is, um, is really important. And, and that kind of brings me to, you know, that sort of idea of like when, you know, you're, you are an author, you're a writer, you're a speaker. Um, so you're creating a lot, right. And I know we'll, we'll get to kind of how, how you were able to, to stay creative during the pandemic, but you know, when you, 
when you do come up against those walls or you kind of you kind of hit those challenges um you know it do you use like the outdoors to sort of help stimulate create your creativity or do you have any other tools that you kind of turn to that that help to sort of get rid of those blocks or maybe just get get that energy flowing again one of one of the things that's that's really helpful is is having structure and order that when i begin the day with meditation i listen to this this thing is called vipassana meditation and i'll listen to 15 minutes of that and i'll do my stretching and you know i'll drink a bunch of liquids and fluids things like that that it's it's like a protective shield Mm. that you put around yourself that allows you that when those those whoopsies come up or those things that don't go well. Um, um, the said Stephen Covey and the seven habits of highly effective people. It's like, you've, you've got these partners that you're working with. You treat yourself well, and I'll give you that spirit when you, when you need it. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love that you, that you are able to call upon those tools that you kind of have in your toolbox. And, you know, I know that those things also take a lot of practice and, and, you know, like you said, that, that routine and that consistency, I think is, is really important. So I want to ask you about your new book. So I, I, I have to share that, you know, you, you are an author, you've, you've, um, you've written two books before, before this new one. So the first one was Random Acts of Kindness that are changing the world, which mm-hmm. I love. And the second one was Roses and Dogs, How to Reduce Stress in Today's Troubled Times. So right away, just those titles, I'm like, I need to read these. <laughs> these are exactly what, what you know, I, I need right now. And, you know, this is, this is a lot of the messaging that I have in, in the podcast, too. And your new book, which is super cool, is A Message for Tomorrow's Leaders. And I just wanted to know, um, you know, what was what was the inspiration behind behind this new book? Well, it's it's kind of interesting because a lot of people say, well, what do you speak about? And if you look at those last two books, it's always about reducing stress. It's always about overcoming obstacles. And so in this book, there was a, a challenge by the academic senate and the colleges to retain students. How do we keep students in the classroom who are of minority and immigrant descent and how can we keep them? And I came up with this idea. If I present them with people from diverse backgrounds and different jobs and possibilities, I can show them that there's idols and people that they can look up to that they can model and that they can follow. And uh, I invited a coach, his name was Coach Knock, the first one who came out to my class, and it was kind of an inner city school, and he had the most heartfelt message that he was telling these kids of his stories and how he'd overcame it and came into professional football and and had fights on the street and other situations where, you know, he could have gone this way and saying to them, I, I hope that you know and that you remember there's always someone who loves you, and you've got to love yourself before anything else is going to happen. And then the pandemic hit, and I didn't stop there. I went and continued and interviewed over 44 people, including a a 12-year-old who's a humanitarian. And um, 
his story is he's a 12 year old who's raised over $3,000 for three years in a row with a calendar that he sells for a homeless group of kids in Northern California. His name is AJ Stentz. And he's the youngest one. And the oldest one is an 80 year old woman named Pink Lady, hmm. who has her own network and show that she does in the evening and a huge following and everything she does in, is in pink. And in between there, there's people from blue collar to white collar workers and everything in between and of, of stories that answer three basic questions is number one is, um, what is your job? Um, number two, inspiring students in some way or another. Um, but the questions were, what's your opinion about the pandemic? What do you think about the protest? Mm -hmm. And um, the messages are, are heartwarming. Um, I have a best-selling author, the Dr. Soul, Ken Unger, who helps people on the overdose of drugs, to Eric McCoy, who was a former, had drug habits and things like that. And he's got a book that's close on the bestseller list, a huge following organizers from the TED world, um, Kat Haber, who got me involved in coaching my first TED speakers, and then John Bates, who's been a mentor to me and coaches people on an executive level. And the faculty organizer of California Community Colleges was a friend of mine whose name is John um, Jonathan Lightman. And he has a, a harrowing tale of what it was like struggling with um, a pancreatic cancer that that kills many people and had gone through and, and suffered through it all and yet was leading one of the largest community colleges throughout the state. And, mm -hmm. you know, he retired when um, things got rough and he was just recently called back for another position. And there's so many stories of, of struggle versus coming to the top of losing it all, of beginning and starting over, of people who were laid off from their jobs and how that became an opening. And so I like to say it's, it's a book of hope mm. and it's help inspiring people. It could be a, a career book for a college. It could be for essential workers. It could be for doctors. Mm -hmm. I mean, anyone out there who's asking themselves what, when, how, mm -hmm. um, looking at that famous thing called stress and putting it in another way. Um, and that's what the message for tomorrow's leaders is is about and mm. that's what i'm trying to convey i think especially in in these times it's so important to mm -hmm. to, to share those messages right you know and and just continue to inspire like you said, hope, right? Having, right. Having, to, to, having to, to just, hope. just let other people know that there's there's something out there that they can yes. look towards to give them that inspiration that, mm. um, you know, it's, it's possible. It's mm -hmm. possible. And we're knocked up against so many different things that lets us know in the other way um, that it's not. And I like to say it's a book for kids who are trying to find their own way. Mm. It's, it's a book for the doctor who comes home and says, why am I doing this? Mm. The firefighter who's out there fighting that fire and hardly gets to see his family or um, people in, in, in that world um, that um, it's just really 
beautiful, beautiful of what it goes ahead and offers. Thank you for sharing about about the book. And and um, I was wondering as well, you know, out of all of those people that you interviewed and all of the the messages that that you got for the book, um, who was your most who who had the most impact on you personally? Well, this gentleman named John Bates, I I met in the TED world and you know, as kids, we have idols and we have people that we look up to. And I'd been invited to the TED world by a friend of mine um, named Greg Apodeca. And in his in his work, we put on this, uh, another friend of mine, um, his name is Tom and he's out of Pasadena and he works part-time for the police officer. He was a trainer, had said to me one day, you've got to come to this, these TED Talks. And I said, what's TED? And I could recite to you what five of the six speeches were on that day. And it made such an impact. And Greg would always say, you've got to meet the organizers. You've got to meet the organizers. And he'd invite us to these events. And at one event, uh, I met this. He said, you you got to meet the organizers and you should go to, uh, to, to other TED events. So I drove down to San Diego and I saw the TEDx of San Diego and I saw this guy on the TED stage and someone said, talk to him. So I talked to him and we were looking for a coach for a lady who had this beautiful story. And because of our friendship, I, I brought him along and we began talking. And I remember talking in parking lots and different places as he was getting in his car to get out those number of speeches. And he would tell me the stories of how he'd gone to here to there. So he says, you know, when we look at this book and what it has done, I want to tell you about this lady named Rosalind who's hit so many blocks in her life where she could have gone ahead and quit, but she persevered. And she pushed on. And, you know, just seeing from where she's been to where she's gone is an inspiration beyond words. And he's very, very, very successful. And when you have a person who's a friend like that and you can reach out that will take your calls mm. that when you say, will you write a forward for my book? Will you help me out? And to see his message just shows me the, the growth that I've gone through and where I've come to. And it's, it's, it's worth the fight. And there are still mm -hmm. days that I want when the computer doesn't work and I can't mm -hmm. get my password and the printer doesn't work. And, <laughs> you know, you just, mm. <clears throat> yeah, it's, yeah. it's frustrating, but, but I, I think, you know, there are, there are so many beautiful, beautiful stories that that one really goes ahead and, and, and says, says it all, says it all. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I can't wait to read it. I'm definitely going to get my, my hands on a copy of it for sure. And that it kind of brings me around to another question for you. Um, you know, during the pandemic, for for yourself as as a creative, um, first of all, how did you keep other than writing this book? <laughs> how did you keep yourself 
busy. And what did the what has this time so far in the pandemic, what has it shifted for you in terms of your creativity or your creative process? Well, you know, it's 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 really amazing because I used to be a person who was always on the go here, there, and everywhere. And not having the ability to leave the house, it just took this creativity and it it drove it on fire. And mm. and I can show you proof of that. Anybody who's listening who wants to see what this creativity did, go to my Instagram page, which is my name, R-O-S-A-L-Y-N-K-H-A-N. And I began just cooking these crazy recipes and taking pictures of animals and stuffed mm-hmm. animals and food and making these amazing decorations of coming up with potpourri of coming up with these beautiful settings. And I just wish that more people would take a look at them because mm-hmm. that's going to be the next book. It's going to be called flowers, food, and my furry friends, yes. how I survived the pandemic. Amazing. And um, it's going to be a, like water for chocolate book hmm. with stories and things like that. I did about 188 Facebook live videos um, that was on how to reduce stress and anxiety in the pandemic. And that's what kind of began this. And then I have a show that's been picked up by Spectrum, which has helped bringing communities around the world together in these these trying times. Um, So that's how creativity has has taken a launch. And Mm -hmm and what's what's been happening. Would you say that that um, you know a, a, a common theme that has come up not only for for my guests but just so many so many other creatives that I've spoken to um, a common theme that has come up is like this this pandemic has actually been a blessing in disguise. Like it's actually given me the time that I needed to tap into some of the other projects that I maybe have been putting on hold. You know, for example, for me, I probably wouldn't have thought of starting the podcast yet, right. you know, but I had I had the time and I had the space to to come up with the the creative process and and to to put it out there. Um, right. So would you say that that kind of gave you, you know, this this I extra time? Yeah, I think it really did provide the extra time and mm-hmm. whenever I hear these stories, it's adversity always brings beauty behind it and you just have to be patient to see what mm-hmm. it's going to evolve to. Mm-hmm. Um there's just so many people. There's a lady in a global society of female executives, and she said there's many people who've gone on to great su- success, you know, writing four or five books. And I said, you know, I've got three books out there, but, mm. you know, you, you got to get the first one up there and, and get it out there before you go on to the next. And mm. the hardest part of the book is the marketing and the, the, the getting it out there. Right. Um, and you can't do the book signings that you had before. You can't be at right. the bookstore. So it's a, it's a, it's 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 completely shifted mm-hmm. the the method. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I guess that's just another another kind of hoop that you have to to jump through and just kind of get get creative with with how you're doing it. I think you know doing doing 188 Facebook Facebook lives is a great way to connect with your audience and and get the word out there and. And you know, coming in and chatting on on podcasts too, right? And, and spreading no, it's that just message. it's yeah. I mean, I've I never, 
imagine before that I'd be speaking all over the world. And what mm-hmm. this podcast has really showed me is there are people universally that want to hear this message. Absolutely. One night I was online and I connected with a person over in Ireland. Hmm. And I just sat down that night and said, I'm going to connect with Ireland tonight and, and, and made it happen. Awesome. So, you know, I want the audience to know that, you know, it's a mindset. If you can shift, mm-hmm. simply shift your mind, you can almost make, make anything go ahead and, and happen. Um, mm-hmm. And that. that's, that's the message I want to leave people with is the mind is an opportunity. If you allow it to um, create, there's all sorts of good stuff that will come out the other side. Beautiful. Oh, such a beautiful message. Thank you. It has been amazing to connect with you. I have um, I have one more bigger question for you, and then I would love it if you would play a lightning round with me. Okay. <laughs> sure. Well, my last question for you is, what does being a compassionate creative mean to you? Well, I think being a compassionate creative the number one thing is all of us have the id and the ego and the id puts us down and the ego is trying to say how great and how good I am. But if I really look at the root of who I am, it can be symbolized in a message that I I'd received from a dear friend of mine who's very sick, who has COVID and she's my manager. And she said, I got this package and it was a gift because I was sick. And it's something that I know that you would do. And it was a thing of, of hot soup. Hmm. It was some fresh flowers in magazines and, and books to read. And during the pandemic, when I was doing a lot of cooking that I've gotten away from recently, I would take and I'd share it with people. And the compassion and the creative is the, the things that I would come up with of, you know, there was, there was a, a lady in GSFE and we were on a call one night and they said, you know, Anjali isn't here, but she, she broke her, her leg and she's got her leg up. And I, dropped what I was doing and I mm-hmm. I took over something I had in the refrigerator and brought some flowers and I dropped it off at her house and she said there's there's a reason that I'm made me even stronger why I'm recognizing you for the kindness award of the San Fernando Valley mm. of you know globally around the world is just that compassion that you have and all of us have creativity if we allow ourselves to play. Mm. And, and that is, that is what I'd say. Mm-hmm. I could not have said that better myself. That was the most beautiful way to kind of close out this interview. Thank you so much. Um, okay. I have a few just fun lightning round questions for you. Okay. All right, here we go. A favorite method of self-care. I think a favorite method of of self-care that I have is to get a massage. Oh, there's nothing like having someone (laughs) leave that tension and that, that, that pressure that, that is, is out there 
go-to activity when you need some creative inspiration? The walk. Mm -hmm. There's the saying that if you want to write a book, the first thing that you do in the morning after you do your meditation and your fluids and this is get the pen and write because you're not clouded by the information that's that's on the other side hmm. and that is really at the root of it it's just getting it at the, the start and the get-go hmm. and and bring it up and making it happen great best way to show compassion to strangers well i think in today's world that the simply going ahead and saying hi to hmm. anyone and everyone and I heard this wonderful thing on a pod, on a, a podcast of Lois Coffee, and I think it was Brian Kelly, and he said, "Look in your phone." And a TED speaker said, "The average person has one thousand eight hundred names in that phone." Hmm. Or look at your Facebook friends, and just simply call up them on the phone and say, "I just wanted to see how you're doing." Hmm. No expectations, mm -hmm. no wants, no needs, no necrest. Just I had you in my phone and I wanted to see how you are. Mm. I love that. And imagine how many people's lives that you could touch who's oh, yeah. sitting there who, you know, is just wishing that that, that phone would ring in the dead silence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's lovely. Okay, two more. I feel free to express my most authentic self when I? Mm. I think it's in these, these conversations and these podcasts that we're virtually strangers. Mm -hmm. We had a short conversation, mm -hmm. but it's the questions that are asked that I'm able to say those things that mm. you wouldn't say to the average stranger. Mm. Yeah. The average person that you come across in the street, you would take years before that you would say some of the things that I might've shared with you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There is something about it where, you know, you're able to be a little, a little bit more vulnerable, I suppose, and, and just, just open, open to sharing. And I, and I thank you so much for that. Okay, last one. Self-compassion is? Self-compassion is, is critical in this world to not compare yourself to other people. You're perfect just how you are. You have all the tools. You have all the techniques and all the strategies. And I'm enough. Mm. Believing that you're enough whatever it is or it isn't you're great just the way that you are beautiful so beautiful oh thank you so much thank you so much for sharing that thank you so much for being here and and sharing of yourself and you know sharing the beautiful message that you have to to give to the world and um, please let everybody know. I think you, you, you told us your, your Instagram and where can we find the books? I want to make sure I link that. Yeah. The books are all found on the Amazon account. Okay. Um, they're all on, they're all on Amazon and 
you know, I'd like to say if there's someone who listened to the show and was really inspired to send me a message hmm. and say that they heard me on your show, they can go to my Facebook page. Everything is found at Rosalind Khan. Great. And send me a message and I will send them a copy of the first book I wrote, Random Acts of Kindness. Awesome. And, you know, um, that's how I want to share the kindness and love and appreciation with the world is, is, is getting that out and things like that is just what keeps our, our world going around. Once again, Rosalind, I want to thank you so much for sharing your time and your energy. And despite the technical difficulties, you know, this was such an amazing conversation. And I'm so grateful to you for reaching out to me. And I'm so, so, so happy that we were able to connect and make this happen. So thank you once again. Well, thank you as well from the the, the bottom of my heart. It was truly an, an honor. Another inspirational conversation and chat. I took so many beautiful messages away from that interview and I hope you enjoyed it as well. I want to thank Rosalind for being my guest this week. And as always, I want to thank you, my lovely listener, for being here once again, for supporting, for rating, reviewing, sharing the podcast. I really, really appreciate the support. So I will be back next week with another Free Flow Friday. And until then, take care, stay safe, stay healthy. Stay healthy.